So good morning. Welcome to CPP Chat, CPPCon edition. It's our daily chat with guests from the C++ community. And to introduce our guest for today, I'm going to hand back over to John. Good morning, everyone. I'm really, really excited about introducing and, and uh, interviewing Sean Parent about his career change as a relationship counselor. <laughs> <laughs> so you did your keynote at CPPCon yesterday. Yep. Not your first one. Not my first one. Are they, are they getting smoother, or how's that changed? Uh, I think everyone is more work, so, really, especially with YouTube, because everybody now has seen my prior talk, so trying to come up with new material and put it all together is right. a lot of work. Right. I heard you had two and a half hours of material. I did. So the day before uh, giving my presentation, I did a full dry, dry run in my room beginning to end, telling all the jokes, trying to put it all together, and looked at my watch at the end and was like, well, that was two and a half hours. So I was up until two o'clock in the morning editing. <laughs> so you want to tell us about the parts that were really hardest to cut out? Or do you want to instead tell us about your talk and how that went, and then we'll get to the... Yeah, so, well, the talk is about relationships, and 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 what I mean by that is is... Components of software are related to, to other components of software, and they form structures, right? Values that are arguments to a function are related through the function to each other, and that forms particular structures. And so, so the general arc of the, of the talk is, is understanding what relationships are, uh, what structures are, and how they come together, and then ultimately uh, what architecture is which, is, which is the design of structures and how you go about... Uh, 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 leveraging that to create better code. Um, uh, so that's the basic arc, arc of the talk. And, and you know, all of my talks, I try to tell a story, right? Try to take it from some, some beginning and end and, and, and follow everything through. So, so the editing process is really just going through and looking at, you know, well, this is an important point or a story. I really love it, but it doesn't connect to anything, right? So, so try doesn't to, advance the plot. Doesn't advance the plot, right? It might be an action-packed sequence, but ultimately <laughs> uh, uh, didn't go anywhere. So, is there an action-packed sequence you want to share right now? An interesting story. I don't want to put you on the spot. An, an interesting story about that you cut something that you wanted to say that kind of related, but didn't wasn't integral. Uh, uh, so, the the hardest thing to cut. Was was at the uh, at the end of the talk. I, I go through uh, a small set of examples about using structure to reason about things, and and there's uh, uh, several more kind of interesting things that that you can get into. Uh, for example. If you haven't seen the talk, you'll have to go back and have the talk. But but if you have an entity which is related to itself, right? So so if you think about like like you know x plus equals five or a plus equals b, that that has a related to itself via b. Mm -hmm. Okay. So within your system, if you have both the a and a prime. Uh, escape through your system, and by that you really meant that A was a single entity, then that's a, a potential contradiction and a source of bugs. And, 
And if you want your system as a whole to behave as as if it were kind of a you know a pure function, you have some inputs, maybe what the user does, and then it goes through and updates, and then it gives you a consistent result out the back. Uh, uh, then that relationship that that relates things back. Uh, has to be idempotent, right? Which means you know f of f of x has to be the same as f of x. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so you know plus would be a bad operator there. Min will actually work there, right? Right. Min min you know a equals min a b um, uh, is idempotent. It, it, it won't shift. Uh, uh, that's a difficult thing to explain mm-hmm. in a talk, and. And, you know, so it's like, okay, it sucks in a little more math, so I need a little bit more up front. I'm not sure how many people are going to get it. So these are kind of, you know, in my view, these are important things, but it's it's just going a little too far. It was already a little heavy talk with kind of the the theory and the definitions. But if you were putting it in a book, you might include that. If I were putting it in a book, I might include that, yeah. Any chance you might put it in a book? (laughs) There is a chance I might put it in a book. So... After uh, uh, going native, uh, this is where the C++ seasoning talk and, and my um, uh, inheritance is the base class of evil talks became popular. I'd given, given those talks before, but that's where they really kind of took off because of, of high video quality and, and YouTube. Um, uh, uh, Herb Sutter and, and a lot of other people said, you should write a book. So I didn't really have time to write a book, so I started thinking as I would give talks, I would try to flesh out a section of the book. And so now I have kind of the outline, and this, was, this talk was the, the last chapter of the book. Um, uh, I've taught a course twice at Adobe going through the material, and I will go through it again in January. Uh, but about three years ago, I started a little project uh, uh, to take... Photoshop and take it kind of off the desktop and turn it into an ecosystem. And so the first part of that will be Photoshop on the iPad, which we've announced and will ship fairly soon here. Uh, so three years ago, I had to uh, call my call call my editor and say I'm putting it on hold and stopping work. So so we'll ship my product this year. Early next year, I'll start up the course and hopefully start writing again and. Sometime, maybe before I retire, <laughs> I'll get this thing shipped. Yeah. So, do you have a name for it? Uh, uh, Better Code. That's the name for the book, yeah. But when you say that this was the last chapter of the book, yes. does that mean you've done all the others, or just chronologically this one's going to be last? Uh, uh, that means I have given talks for all of the others. Uh, in the case of the original seasoning talk, uh, that's really three talks together. If you go and look at it, there's three little distinct stories. So that's actually three chapters. Uh-huh. Uh, some of those I have given talks where I've I've split them out. Um, uh, so like you know, one section of that talk is really the inheritance space class of evil talk, which is which is the the chapter of the book talking about inheritance and polymorphism and things things of that nature. Um, uh, surprisingly, the most popular section, the algorithm section. Uh, like every time I go to give a talk, I will frequently say, okay, well, I have this material. Do you want one of these talks? Um, uh, or an option would be I could expand on the algorithms talk, and everybody's like, no, we want something new. Uh, so, so that talk has never been given as a, as a full-length talk, the algorithms talk. Um, 
Uh, there is an expanded version of the season talk that I gave at A9, uh, and that's online on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a, a two-part version of that, that season talk. A9's, A9 has some excellent videos. A9 has some excellent videos, yes, uh, with a good friend of ours, uh, <laughs> Alex Stepanoff, who, who, who put those together. Yeah. And that was during your A9 time. That's right. That's right. It was, a, it was a great time for me. Sometimes I lie to people and say, I worked with Alex. He was over in research, you know. I did something else. But it was, it was great to, uh, to go to his talks and to talk to him and stuff like that, learn yeah. from him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he certainly, you know, had a huge impact on my career, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to talk about you, how you met him and how? Sure. So, um, you know, kind of the way I say, the first time I met Alex was through his code, through STL. Uh, uh, which is, uh, I was working on on Photoshop when kind of STL appeared, and you know Photoshop, this big object-oriented application, and and very popular, and and we kind of thought we had the basics figured out, and this STL thing was generating a little bit of buzz, and Photoshop at the time, you know. C++ compilers, exception handling wasn't a thing yet, so you didn't have compilers that implemented exception handling. Uh, uh, inside of Photoshop, we had our own exception handling uh, built on top of set jump, long jump. Um, uh, it, it was actually pretty effective, but that meant any external library that we brought in, we had to review it to make sure it was exception safe, and, and in many cases, modify it to make it exception safe with our system. And SDL was written pre-C++ exceptions, so it's not like it was, it was swapping one in for the other. Um, uh, uh, now, to give a little background, the Photoshop team has a take-home test that's been given. Uh, Mark Hamburg started it, and I took the take-home test when I joined the team. And the take-home test is, is effectively, uh, we give it to every engineer who's, who's a candidate to be hired. It's a description of a binary search and, and a very precise description, but it, you know, and it even says in here, this is a binary search. Uh, 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 and we hand it out to a candidate and we say, you know, take this home, don't get any help, uh, 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 write the code to solve this and write a short, uh, a description as to why you believe your code to be correct. It doesn't have to be a formal proof. We have received formal proofs, but, but a nice readable description. And one of the rules is, is, is if we have to spend too long trying to figure out if your code or description is correct, then it's not. <laughs> right? Um, uh, 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 and the rule is take as much time as you would like. However, be aware that we are looking for other people. So we extend an <laughs> offer before you get this in. Uh, so that's kind of the rule. So I had seen. So theoretically, I, someone you interviewed six years ago is still working on their formal proof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, uh, yeah. So so uh, uh, I had taken this test, and then I had reviewed a whole bunch of these tests that had come in, and so then I see this STL code, and you know, there's a, a, a lower bound in there, and it's beautiful, right? Right. It's it's a perfect answer, and in, and it, up to that point. Well, up to today, we've seen two perfect answers turned in, okay? And, the, and one was, was very recently, and, and, we, and we hired her. Um, uh, uh, the other one, we extended an offer, but they didn't accept. So, so, so up until this point, I had seen one perfect answer for binary search, and, and uh, STL had the other, right? But it wasn't just 
binary search. It was everything in STL fits together like little puzzle pieces. If you look at STL, kind of all of the pieces for the most part are there to support uh, uh, in situ stable sort, which which is a up until STL was kind of a very difficult problem. It was it was it was rated as an open exercise, meaning there's no no known solution in in art of computer programming in Knuth's book. And STL contains a very beautiful in situ sort or in situ stable sort. Um, uh, and so I'm reading this code, and it's like every little piece is perfect, right? every single piece and they all fit together like puzzle pieces right people say like stl doesn't compose which i think is bs stl composes beautifully so all these pieces fit together and i'm like who writes code like this so that was kind of my first introduction to alex right i want to learn to write code like this um uh, uh, so i was fortunate enough that that uh, a, a friend of mine at adobe somebody named uh, uh, larry macinter uh, worked at Bell Labs with Alex, and uh, 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 he invited Alex to come give a talk at Adobe. And so Alex came and gave a talk, and at the time, Alex was a, a vice president at Compaq, and Compaq was in the process of being acquired by HP, so he was switching roles to being a vice president at HP and going through all of that. So he came in and gave a talk about, about STL, and afterwards, I went up and said, you know, I very much admire your work. And he asked what I was working on. And I told him, he said, that sounds very interesting. Could you show me? So we ended up, like, spending four hours in my office looking at code. And, and at the end of this, he said, he said, you know, this is so much fun. I wish that I could, like, just be an engineer. And I said, I said well, what, you know, what's stopping you? And about two weeks later, my phone rang, and he called up, and he said, yeah, you know, this is Alex, so I'd like to come work at Adobe. And, and, uh, and he didn't have to do the test at that point. He did not have to do the test. He had already turned in his answer. Um, uh, it got very complicated because I was in research at the time at Adobe. I, I, believe it or not, I couldn't pull him into research. So there's a long story there where Alex actually got hired and fired and hired again. <laughs> um, uh, 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 and in the hiring again is when we finally created uh, Adobe Software Technology Lab and the, the name, the name ST Lab, <laughs> yeah, STL, everybody kind of recognizes that. And that's the group that, that Alex was in at, at HP. So, you know, there's all, people think, you know, standard template library or Stepanoff and Lee. Because um, it was, you know, Alex Stepanoff and Ming Lee who did the original HP report. Uh, STL was really an abbreviation for a software technology lab, which is, which is where that originated. So we created Adobe Software Technology Lab, and and I managed that, and I was Alex's manager for eight years. So so we had a good run. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, I I do remember. When I was in the uh, the class, Alex did a few classes at A9, and I was fortunate to go to those. And I remember as he was going over the algorithms, I realized these do all lead to sort, don't they? they you know, I just thought, well, he must have just picked some algorithms he thought were useful. And they are useful, but they also are all the building blocks. Yes. And, and if you go back originally, there were... 
actually more algorithms, and some of it, some of them are finally coming back in. Things like IOTA came in relatively recently. Um, uh, uh, but when Alex kind of put this together, and Alex and Bjarna had worked together at Bell Labs, and that's where the connection came in to, to get this into the C++ standard, um, uh, is, is Bjarna thought it was too much to kind of drop on the committee the whole body of work that Alex has created. And so there was this whole, you know, this editing process of going through and trying to prune things down to the essentials. And, you know, Alex will say, you know, Bjarne was like, like, we got to remove that function. He's like, you can't remove that function because then nothing else works. <laughs> right, right. You can only remove the leaf nodes. You can't remove the trunks of the tree. Right. So, so, yeah. I, I remember, you know, when I read about Rotate, it took me forever to understand what it was trying to say. And then when I finally figured it out, it's like, there's an algorithm for that? And then I realized, no, this is actually a building block that you're going to use a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. I'm surprised you even brought up Rotate, but a lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to be <laughs> No, you weren't. But, you know, uh, 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 Rotate and many of the other algorithms in there are very useful building blocks right. uh, uh, to build up at to build up other algorithms. And you know, Rotate in particular, from kind of a CS theory standpoint, is particularly interesting because there's, there's uh, very different algorithms for, for if you have random access data or just bi-directional access or, or forward access. And there's a, a strong relationship between uh, 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 Rotate and the minimum number of cycles and moves and greatest common measure, right? So, so there's there's a, an amazing amount of depth in what appears to be this relatively trivial algorithm. Mm -hmm. So, tell us about um, your test results in the sense of these people who have what? Is, what is the average candidate who does this binary search? Right. So, so, you know, the average candidate, I would say the average candidate does, does reasonably well. They usually turn in something that, that solves the problem. The problem is supposed to be, um, uh, you know, do this binary search in, in uh, uh, log n time. So, and make an argument as to why you believe it's, it's to be log n time. They're usually not quite optimal. Um, frequently, they kind of blow it in their description. Uh, 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 badly, people have a hard time writing and explaining their code. Uh, there's very few candidates. If you've kind of made it that far, right? We've already interviewed you and talked to you, and, and so there's very few candidates who get to that level, who who fail out on first pass, even if the code contains a bug, mm -hmm. right? 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 If we come in and, and you know, a common mistake is people will do a binary search until they find an equal element, and then they'll turn into a linear search. And, and so, so we'll usually give people a round of feedback, right? right? We'll point out what the issue is. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, that can be very telling, right? right? If people respond and they're like, oh, geez, that's, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. I see what you're saying. Um, uh, or ask questions, you know, I don't see what you're saying. Tell me more. Help me out here. Uh, 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 and, and dive in and try to address the problem, then... then then, then that's great. Then, then frequently they'll, that turns into a job offer. Uh, uh, the worst thing that you can do is, is argue. You know, we've had people come in and go, you know, 
uh, yes, this deteriorates into a linear search, but if you have, you know, random data, then on average that, right, right, or like we didn't tell you the data was rammed and random, yeah. right, right, maybe it's all zeros and, and <laughs> uh, right, so, 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 so you'll occasionally get, 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 get people who just don't respond well to criticism. And so, so part of the test is, is trying to see how do people re- respond to criticism and, and how do they adapt? And even if their answer is correct, how do they respond if you say, well, yes, that's correct, but, but it's inefficient here. Can you do better? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, uh, and you know, some people get very indignant about that, so, you know, surprisingly. So, 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 so that's kind of how it rolls together. Now, I will say we've had some spectacularly bad answers to this. I, uh, I think the, the all-time worst, uh, hopefully whoever it was doesn't see this, but this was many <laughs> years ago, so I'm sure, I'm sure they've had a wonderful career since then. But um, not, not at Adobe. Not at Adobe, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe at Adobe, just not on the Photoshop team. Oh, I see. So... Um, uh, uh, so we got the answer to this for binary search, and it was about about thirty pages. Okay, and and the the code contained a whole test harness, and uh, 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 it was that the the problem is stated as binary search for for an int, and they said, well, they generalized that to to binary search for for any type that it inherited from searchable base class. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know that int inherited from searchable base class. Yeah, well, that's kind of a problem there, isn't it? (laughs) Um, uh, 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 So not really generalizing it. Um, uh, So they had like all this test case and then this whole big harness to drive it. And then the algorithm for binary search, just not including all of the base classes and derived classes and stuff was still about a page and a half of code and spectacularly wrong from an algorithmic basis. Um, uh, And then the whole description was talking about, you know, what a wonderful piece of work this was because it was all object oriented and followed all the best practices and didn't once mention the algorithm (laughs) in in the write up. Uh, So that was like, yeah, thank you for your time. Right. Well, I'll just set this one aside. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of surprised you read. I mean, it, someone hands you a 30-page, uh, you kind of have to know going in that that's not really viable. Yeah, you know, going in that's not really viable at that point is kind of morbid curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> we may have a show title. Yeah. <laughs> I I do really appreciate this. We. Uh, uh, I had a project when I was working on the Microsoft, the Mac version of Outlook. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we wanted to give is a feature where Outlook, uh, the product has access to the, the global address list, which is for a given company, it's the list of all of their, their employees and vendors and everything. Everything they know about, it's, it's in Outlook. Uh, and, and so it's an online system. But if you're traveling, you want to be able to, make a snapshot of that. And so the feature we had was they were going to d- download the global address list, parse it so that you could... Mm-hmm. And uh, because there was a lot of Windows expertise in the file format and all that stuff, we, we outsourced it to, to, uh, to another company. And I talked to them a lot. I said, you should use the 
the STL algorithm for the binary search. No, no, we don't like STL. We'll... Okay, it just has to work. That's fine. And um, they, they brought it in. I had this little GUI had already set up over the API that we had determined. And the idea was, you know, I was going to hit hit a character, and it should, if I hit a J, it should take you to the first the first name that starts with a J. Right? Yeah. And I hit a character, and it practically froze. What? <laughs> so I looked through the code to see, you know, what's our problem here? And sure enough, they used a perfect binary search to find the first J and then started going this way one at a time. And I, of course, tested it with Microsoft's GAL, and that's a pretty big, uh, <laughs> a pretty big list. Yeah. So that linear search back to the first J was pretty... <laughs> yeah, there's only 26 letters in the alphabet, and there's a lot more names of people at Microsoft. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. you know, if I had input an, a complete name, it probably would have worked pretty well. But it's supposed to be alive. You know, you can do one character at a time as you type in. It's supposed to update. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it didn't. Uh, it didn't go well. Didn't go well. Didn't yeah. go well. Yeah, yeah. Even the, uh, you know, kind of over-object-oriented, object-orientizing something, if that can be a word I'll coin here. Um, uh, before Adobe, I worked at, at Apple. I uh, was there for about five years. And one of the things I worked on at Apple was the transition from 68K Max to PowerPC Max. And, and so, you know, we were doing the, the design for how we would do the, the, the emulator in something called mixed mode that let, let, it, that let the emulated 68K environment and the native PowerPC environment kind of interoperate seamlessly. So if you had some older code with some... Some newer Some, code. Yeah, and yeah, they can and, call into each other. And, and since the old 68K machine, kind of everything was running in supervisory mode, you know, this basically meant that you had to handle, that, that you had to support 68K interrupts executing at PowerPC interrupt time, right? So, so, so it's a non-trivial kind of piece of work that, that, that we were putting together here. And of course, initially, it's like, like we don't have actual hardware, so we're writing the architecture and running the architecture, but it's really just doing mixed mode 68K to 68K or power to power mm -hmm. on, on a machine to kind of vet the, the different pieces until kind of everything came together. And as we, as we got hardware from, from the hardware group, our, you know, we're, we're trying to boot the operating system, right? Sections of the operating system are written as 68K. And so, so we're trying to walk this machine up, uh, which means our debugging tool is a logic analyzer, mm -hmm. right? right? So, so we're, we're tracing code with a logic analyzer, and it's painful. And we want a debugger. And Apple's got a whole tools group. And they said, yes, we are working on the debugger. And this is dragging on. And we're like, we need a debugger, right? This is, this is really, really hard. And we go in, and we like... Everything was very secretive at the time and compartmentalized much as it is now these days at Apple. And we go in and finally it's like get the, get the executives to agree that we need to go in and see what this team is doing. And we go in and they're like, oh, well, we have this wonderful like source level object oriented debugger that, you know, is, is beautiful, right? We ha they have a class in there that's T-opcode. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, and you can, and it's you know multi windows and doesn't even so, there's no stub to support remote debugging or anything, and they're like yeah you know you're gonna just run this and you'll be able to debug great and we're like we're trying to boot right 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 <laughs> right if we could run your your debugger we'd be done <laughs> <laughs> we'd be shipped so 
So we ended up grabbing the sources for uh, Maxbug, which, you know, Max and Maxbug has nothing to do with Macintosh. It was a, a tool written by Motorola for, for low-level 68K debugging. Um, uh, so we ended up grabbing the sources for Maxbug and bringing Maxbug up inside of the emulator and adding hooks into that so that we could support support uh, 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 PowerPC debugging and get this device going. But yes, that was just the, the you know, taking an architecture way beyond what the actual needs are to a point where it won't work. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to something you said earlier. It doesn't surprise me at all, knowing Alex, that he was excited about being an engineer. Mm -hmm. What does surprise me is that when you showed him uh, this massive object-oriented code base, but that got him excited. I didn't think Alex was a big fan of object-oriented programming. Yeah, so I wasn't showing Alex uh, Photoshop. Oh. oh. Uh, uh, so, so at this point, I was working in Adobe's research group. Oh, I see. Uh, I reported to Martin Newell. Uh, if anybody, if you ever see a SIGGRAPH paper and there's a teapot uh, in there, that's uh, uh, Martin's teapot. So. So, so, so I'm, I'm reporting into Martin Newell. I'm looking in a research group, and I was working on something. I've, I've talked about them in the past, and they're very tied into relationships. Uh, a piece of work that I still kind of work on in my idle time, uh, something called called uh, property models, mm -hmm. and these are uh, a, a multi-directional data flow constraint systems. And and so I was working on that, and there's actually you know a fair amount of kind of algorithmic interesting things mm -hmm. in there and and things that you can prove and uh, 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 you know the interesting thing was Alex found it very interesting but then of course after we hired him he told me I was completely wrong <laughs> uh, 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 which he was right actually so so you know work, working with them kind of was a bit of a challenge was a bit of a challenge and short up the theory and you know, for, for a while there, you know, trying to talk about property models with Alex as I would walk into his office and I would say, okay, so I'm working on this piece. Let me explain it to you. You know, statement number one, statement number two, he'd be like, stop right there. You're wrong. And I'm like, no, this, this has to, you know, statement two has to follow from statement one. He's like, no, that, that's a contradiction. <laughs> he'd write on his board and be like, there you go. Contradiction, QED, wrong. I'm like, well, what's the right answer? He's like, I don't know. It's your problem. <laughs> 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 right, right. I just know that this is wrong. So, so go back, and you yeah. know, like, like one of the highlights of my career is actually walking through one of the algorithms with Alex and getting to the end and having him go, yeah, I think that's right. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 so, 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 so that was different, and and I think, um, you, you know, it's it's interesting. A lot of people don't don't respond well to people who are like, you're wrong, get out of my office, right? right. Come back Why when wouldn't you're they? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they? They, they don't come back. Uh, uh, you know, I always say, like, try to work with people who are smarter than you are, right? And try to figure out how to engage them. And if they're dismissive of you, uh, uh, you know, go do your homework, but be persistent, right? right, right? And, and don't feel like you can't come back and engage them. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that guy just shot down my work. I'm never talking to him again. And that's a lost opportunity, right? And right, right. It's like in science, right? If you do an experiment and you get a negative result, uh, that's a huge learning opportunity, right? 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 Why? Why is this wrong? 
right? And, and, and I think, uh, you know, I, I've known a lot of people over the years, not just with Alex, but working with other very smart people who, who, who won't engage them after a first interaction or a first couple of interactions mm -hmm. and, and miss out on a huge learning opportunity. So how, how did Photoshop's code base evolve with you working on it, thinking in terms of the STL and thinking in terms of value semantics instead of object-oriented? Is it still... It's, it's, it's still, you know, well, it, it's, a, it's a, at this point, uh, almost a 30-year-old application, mm -hmm. right? And there are still files in there that start with a capital U. Um, the reason for the capital U is because they were object Pascal units ported mm -hmm. to C++. Uh, uh, the application was originally written in something, a framework called MacApp, which mm -hmm. was at the time it was written in MacApp. It's it been was, many years with MacApp. <laughs> yeah, many years with MacApp. So, so it was an object-oriented, object-Pascal framework. And at one point, kind of Apple dropped support for, for MacApp and then later picked it back up, back up. It had this sorted history, but at the point where they initially dropped it, Photoshop forked did their own port to C++, their own port to PowerPC, and uh, um, uh, uh, it, it bears little resemblance to what you would consider Mac app anymore. Uh, but it's still, many aspects of, are kind of largely, you know, still object-oriented under the hood, mm -hmm. right, right? It's an awful lot of code to kind of clean up and clean out. Um, uh, 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 but what we have is a team that's that's not fearful of kind of moving in new directions. And I think part of the power of generic programming is that generic programming is not just an, an or, it can be an and, mm -hmm. right? right? One reason why I say like every object-oriented framework that I've ever seen is wrong is because if it was correct, then I could use all of them together, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, and that's rarely the case, right. right? Right, right. It's like, oh, are you using framework A or framework B? I'm like, why can't the answer be I'm using both? And and the answer with generic programming is you can use both, and you don't have to clean out decades worth of code to use both. Um, uh, uh, in the last last couple of years, the team has grown just a tremendous amount as we're trying to make this transition from it just being a desktop product to this, this ecosystem, something that's you know, all your documents on all your devices all the time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 and so we've been bringing, bringing new people in. And so, so that's presenting a challenge, right? right? You have to both bring new people in and, and they have some level of skill set and you're trying to raise them here, but you're also trying to teach them about, yeah, yeah, we know that that is a, an absolutely horrible thing, uh, 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 but you know, it's still so well entrenched. And it, it, if, you, if you squint at it sideways, it can be a beautiful piece of work. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. It's correct, it's not how we would work it today. It's very efficient, it's heavily tuned. Right. I was kind of surprised, you know, working on Photoshop for the iPad when we first brought up the prototype, and the prototype was really the entire core of Photoshop, and and we could open up, you know, a, a gigabyte image in 40 megs of RAM without breaking a sweat, uh, uh, you know, and and even people on the team and and uh, 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 you know, in management, we're like, ah, oh, that's amazing, 40 megabytes, and we're like, we're like, why the heck is it 40 megabytes, right? We used to run. 
open documents this big on little 68K <laughs> Macintoshes with you know one third this memory or just a small fraction of it, right? So, uh, uh, so so that architecture is, is is still in place, and some of it has been updated and modernized, and some of it hasn't, mm -hmm. uh, but they play well together. Like we just went through, we just lit up in the shipping product a rewrite of the whole. Um, composite engine if you think of Photoshop you know it supports layers and all of those layers have to be composited and you have you know layers and layer effects and all of these things going together so it's a fairly complex compositing graph and that was written as this big thing called umerge it was this big nasty macro filled loop that nobody understood uh, that was horrible and the, the team went through, I've given talks on data structures, and there's a, an Adobe Forest that actually got a mention in this talk, a, a data structure for representing hierarchies. And now the, the graph is actually written as a, as a forest. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, and rewriting it let us uh, light it up. So now it's GPU-enabled, where it used to be CPU-enabled. Um, uh, and now we, we can actually see the dependencies, and so now we have a GPU-enabled core going, going all the way up through the stack. And, 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 but that's still sitting on top of a, of a virtual memory system to ma manage all of the tiles of your image that's, that's still written in a Mac app style. Right, right. So, so it's, an, it's an and proposition. Right. The two pieces get to come together. I, I can only imagine, yeah, what, what kind of scale you're working at and the, the legacy issue. Yeah, the legacy issue is bad. This, the scale is not as big as you would imagine. The, you know, you would think a, a product that does almost $2 billion a year would have this massive team. <laughs> um, uh, 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 but um, uh, uh, the, the team has been stable for many years at about 20 people. Uh, uh, we've kind of more than doubled that in the last couple of years as we've, we've you know, more than doubled the scope of the problem mm -hmm. that we're trying to tackle. Um, uh, 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 but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a, a relatively small team. Uh, a lot of the team has been there for a long time, right? So Sita, uh, 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 everybody just re refers to him as Sita. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name. Um, uh, you know, Cito predated me on the team, and he's bounced on and off the team a couple of times. And for me, it's like I worked on the team like more than 25 years ago for a few years, and then I left, and I did a whole bunch of stuff, and then kind of recently came back. And and so I figure, you know, eventually I'll go back to Apple and make my career a palindrome. <laughs> and um, uh, 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 but yeah, there's folks like uh, uh, you know Russell Williams, who you probably know. Um, you know, and it's amazing. You can like sit down with this team, and it's like you know how many people have been here more than 20 years, and like half the hands go up, <laughs> right? Right. So these guys really, really know the code base, and they really know what they're doing, right? Right. Right. And they're they're very good. It's it's uh, in it. You know, I've worked with a number of teams in my career, and I've been fortunate enough to work with some amazing people. And, and, and this team, even, you know, even with as if that, that were a bad thing, but, 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 you know, we've brought in uh, a, a bunch of people and, and it's really some amazing talent. I think, you know, the Photoshop team is still a, a, a first class, you know, world-class team mm -hmm. in, in what they do.
and no suggestions that we go back in and rewrite it all? You know, I, I don't think, you know, even like, like taking it to mobile, I, th- th- there were people who were saying, um, uh, in fact, when we kind of pitched this product, uh, uh, as far as uh, it started with CETA and myself and uh, somebody named Michael Kaplan, who, who, who did the, the initial proof of concept and, and launched this, this project. And, and when we kind of decided to pitch it, we didn't realize that there was already another team at, at, at Adobe that was attempting a, a bottom-up uh, 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 rewrite and rethink of, of what Photoshop was. Um, uh, uh, and we kind of demonstrated that you know, there's, there's a huge amount of life in this, in this code base. And so, so in some sense, we won, and we ended up consuming that team. And that's been a, a huge boon, because they were doing a lot of GPU work, and it's actually that team that's lit up our composition engine mm-hmm. to now be all GPU accelerated. Uh, 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 so that, that was a wonderful thing. I still think that, that a company should always be trying to disrupt themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? If you were building Photoshop today from the ground up, you would make a different set of decisions about what you wanted out of the product, and that would lead to a different architecture and a different set of features and a different set of trade-offs and, and, and a different product, ultimately. And, and so, so I, you know, I'm very pleased that we won, that we were successful in launching ours. I'm very disappointed, actually, that the result of that was 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 killing another team that you know maybe could have been disruptive mm-hmm. right right trying to be disruptive of photoshop is an an incredibly daunting task and so so odds are that they would fail mm-hmm. um uh, but we would learn in the failure even if mm-hmm. they did mm-hmm. and and i think it's it's worth the investment for a company the size of adobe to to always be kind of paying for that and i don't think as a as a company we do enough of that we kind of and you know i somewhat get it having managed it's like you only have so much budget and so much and you're like clearly this is where the money is going to be let's put our emphasis here uh uh, uh, but you kind of always have to have that little uh that little side bet going on and sometimes those side bets pay off right well it's possible that as a product it might fail but but might be a, a huge feature or a huge enhancement to photoshop when it's and they've, and they've got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on in Photoshop, I uh, uh, had worked on Photoshop 3, and there was an effort to build something that was going to be Photoshop 4. And uh, Thomas Knoll, who the original author you mean of Photoshop. A, a, a restart that would be for. No, not a restart. Oh. It, was, it was a build-on, but it was a very significant architectural change. Very... Yeah, uh, uh, it, 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 it was at the time there were these competitors that were things like live picture where it was more parametric editing and less kind of burning in the pixels and so it was kind of a branch going more in that direction uh, 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 very forward looking but that meant it was going to be a long effort and, and we acquired all this at the time, and so there was going to be a shortfall in revenue at a particular point in time. The only product that we had in the portfolio that could make up that shortfall would be to turn a release of Photoshop within the time frame. So myself and Mark Hamburg got pulled off of the Photoshop 4 effort to do what was going to be a Photoshop 3.5.
and and just the two of us. And we were told, you know, you guys go build a Photoshop 3.5 and don't disrupt the rest of this team. This has to stay on track. And 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 towards the end, you know, it, it wasn't completed with just the two of us. We sucked in other resources, but that happened when we went and gave a, a demo of where we were at about halfway through this process. And the product marketer was like, "This isn't three five. Like, like we're going to sell this as four point This is this is huge." Um, uh, uh, but the result of that is we had forked going back to three because what the, mm -hmm. the effort in four at the point that we branched off was not stable enough mm -hmm. to be a fork point. So we went back to three and forked from there, and we became mainline, right? Mm -hmm. So what, so we became Photoshop four. What was going to be become Photoshop 4 got canceled and and a, a bunch of the tech ended up getting rolled into Photoshop 5 mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 so you know so even though it, it ultimately turned into a failed effort and quote we you know we won right. I, I never viewed it as a competition uh, uh, there was a huge amount of technology that rolled into the product and if you kind of look at Photoshop at that time, it's like four was this huge release. And then we followed up relatively quickly with five with, with all of these, you know, amazing features, mm -hmm. right? Right. And there, you know, it was this huge bend in the curve for the product. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, so, so ultimately it worked out. Uh, 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 but yeah, sometimes, you know, at that point we were the side bet. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it worked so, out. With a happy ending like that, we're out of time. Okay. So we need to wind up and uh, ask you to join us and wishing everybody safe coding. Hey, safe coding, everyone. Safe coding.